Hello, welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the Vizient Performance Improvement Collaboratives team. I'm Carla Stevens, Networks Director. Managing a healthcare supply chain in the best of times means planning for both real and potential disruptions. But when the disruptions are real, as well as overwhelming and unprecedented, how does an organization find its footing? Meet Ed Bonetti. Ed leads supply chain operations for UMass Memorial Healthcare, a fully integrated academic medical center located in Worcester, Massachusetts. He is also the VP Supply Chain Operations at Vizient. Ed has had an intimate view of how COVID exposed the preparedness of healthcare supply chains. When COVID hit the first time, we thought we were prepared. You know, we had an emergency preparedness plan. We were not prepared to the way we thought, struggling with supply disruptions, primarily around the PPE products. We had to determine that we were burning through those at such a high rate and we had to go out and secure product. We were looking to search for alternative products or identify, but there are a lot of imposters entering into the workspace. There was a strong desire for our clinicians to pull the trigger when they got an inkling that there was product available. And from the operation side, trying to step in and make sure, okay, this is clinically approved product. We had to pivot and make sure we were managing that and making sure that the clinical team understands that we have to go through that validation process. We had to really accelerate that to take what was taking us days and bring it down to what's happening within hours. What we learned is that it was possible that we had the appropriate information to share. We could pull the trigger pretty quickly and it helped us sustain operations. You might sum up with this familiar motto, keep calm, carry on, and communicate. We had to disseminate information in a way that it could be digested, but not trigger chaos. There was a lot of communication as to what product was available and what we were trying to speak to when we were thought of something being critical. We want them to work with us to identify and understand what a critical supply means, manage it, and be prepared to make a decision when we need to make it. So have that organized chaos. We want to make sure that we still have this confidence and we don't trigger a strong desire for clinicians and others to go out to order products. The call to action is to be prepared, look at the list we're sharing with you and say, you know what, we need to make a decision on an alternative product. And that's when we're really trying to get them ready and be engaged with us to help us pre-approve items, communicate it to staff so that we can go out and purchase it. Making quick decisions on alternative products was another key to resiliency and heading off shortages. What we're finding is that we have to take that process where we were working with the key stakeholders at the early phases of COVID to identify viable substitutions, get approval on them, and then fast track the purchasing process. We're trying to identify alternative substitute items that we can enter into our item master so they can be existing in our system. And if we need to move to a substitute, we'll be able to do that from a system and a process side. While we're working with a core group to approve a substitute product, we're now going to introduce that product into our system. So we have to have a mechanism and a communication process. So it's going out to the floor where it's going to be used in the patient setting that the caregivers recognize that there's an alternative product. They know how long that product is going to be needed to be used as a substitute. When we do implement a substitute and bring it into our system. How are we managing that from the ordering? Oftentimes it's a relabeling, it's a reordering, it's a re-education. 
when the clinical staff goes into a supply room and they go to pull a product, we want them to realize very, very quickly that it's a substitute through the labeling, through the description. And not only that is a substitute that has been approved and that the expectation is this substitute could be something they're going to have to work with for, it could be a week or it could be two months. Missing at the time were the workflows and processes for reordering alternate and critical products. Those needed to be developed, standardized, and implemented how they go about reordering it if they have an issue, because we've had to put all these alternative workflows in. And so that alternative workflow, we're now trying to bake those into our standard operations so that we have our standard ordering processes for ordering product. And maybe there's a different approach if somebody's looking to purchase a capital or purchase service item. We're trying to bring that same type of a workflow and a mentality to critical items that we have to treat them in a certain way, be very prescriptive, be intentional about it, and be prepared to act so that we avoid chaos and hysteria. So we're just trying to make sure we refine that ability for quick decisions, quick follow through. And then equally important is when the product is brought into the system, that it doesn't create confusion and disruption when we're trying to care for patients. UMass participated in a Vizient PI collaborative on supply chain resiliency. Members explore the ongoing effects of the COVID pandemic and ways to prepare for future catastrophic events. One solution that emerged was a critical tracker list. The concept of a critical supply tracking list is no longer foreign. We actually have a very robust critical tracking report that we publish daily. And then we're really focusing on those items that could be really problematic and increasing the frequency of those. We're working very diligently to identify alternative and approved substitutes for items that we either know could be most likely problematic. Every item that's housed in our item master, we're trying to go through that pre-approval process so that we implement the purchase order instead of trying to add in the approval process and the vendor setup process. We're really refining that right now. We're bringing attention to items that really become a problem. We term and talk in terms of stoplight. If we publish a report of critical items and the supplies are green, then don't worry about it. If the supplies are yellow, we all know that's a potential problem. Then we'd get to the red. So our big focus is trying to get a handle on those items that are now becoming problematic because they've grown. Ed learned other things that helped put him at ease about the initial disruptions of the first COVID surge and shaped how he might respond in the future. I learned that, okay, from my standpoint, there's nothing that I overlooked. It's like I just didn't anticipate this coming, and I wasn't alone. We were able to take the shared lessons and the shared experiences, and it helped us accelerate the ability to take action because we weren't having to uncover this. We were doing this together, and the information coming out of it was all helping us to make greater decisions. The key takeaway is that all organizations, I think, were successful in engaging their clinicians during COVID to make decisions to procure products to sustain operations. We're all struggling or we all wish that we had that level of engagement that existed during COVID. Because even at UMass Memorial Healthcare, we have a very good relationship with our physicians. We work collaboratively, but there was a different sense of urgency when COVID was in the midst, when you realize gowns or gloves or masks, this is what we need to do. People understood and, and we were able to implement. I'm hoping that we can hold on to that in going forward, just that communication, trust, collaboration. Thanks to Ed Benetti for sharing a story and to you for listening to our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at picollaboratives at visionink.com. From the PI Collaborative and Knowledge Transfer Teams, I'm Carla Stevens. 
Remember, knowledge is transformational. Share it.